Are we doing under, under Googleables? That was the plan. Super excited. Um, you told us we had to, sir. You said we signed up for it. In the end, it's going to be better and more true than Google can give you. All right. We've got an under Googleable for you this week. Uh, all right, Jason, this actually came in from the, my wife. Mm. And uh, I, I mean, I, anybody, of course, is welcome to uh, to, to answer this question. But I thought you, you might have a little more experience in this uh, because of your family background. But um, so when you you send uh, mail internationally, mm. you s- give the post office uh, money, mm-hmm. and here's the way I see it: you send something wherever it doesn't matter. You send something to to China. Um, you go in, you pay our our post office, the American post office, whatever, it's thirty bucks or whatever. You wrap it up. You say that there's no uh, nothing flammable or whatever, uh, uh, perishable, all that stuff. Um, so they do some work. The the USPS does some work with that. They ship it off to China. Those the the Chinese postal service is going to do. Let's say half the work or whatever they got, and that someone's going to deliver it to somebody's house or whatever. Mm-hmm. They're doing, let's say, half the work. I didn't give them any money. How how do they get paid? Like, it's a whole worldwide system of people just doing work. And uh, how does everyone get the right amount of money? Because you, you wouldn't want to get hosed in that process, or is it just a? It's just a, a bunch of goodwill amongst the postal, the world postal services. I'm going to say originally it was probably a bunch of goodwill. Uh, And that would be for things like letters or postcards or whatever. Like things that are of small, that are not uh, resource intensive to get to wherever in China. And it was just like a, a postal service, you know, gentleman's. Agreement. If just throwing another like, letter in the back. Like we believe in the philosophy that you should be able to deliver something to wherever it's in the, the world. Code. Right. Exactly. And it'll get there. Right. Now, as uh, the postal service took on more t- sort of probably package shipping, I imagine that most of that most of the parcel shipping, I bet, is like private companies. Right, like FedEx just has a China operation or something like that, and so they deliver it to wherever. And I would assume that basically the the receiving country would be a subcontractor of the shipping country's postal hmm. service, right? So our U.S. is so if you're going to ship something to France, right? Our USPS charges you something that takes into account what they're going to have to pay the French Postal Service to get it uh, to the right place. That would be my guess. Okay. So that way, I mean, because clearly the the person who's sending it has, you don't want to pay two post offices. Uh, It's wholly impractical to do that. Yes. I don't know. What do you guys think? I think some of it probably depends on the country. Mm. I mean, the USPS is a pretty unique institution on some level, right? Um, 
in its level of service and reliability? Probably, yeah. yeah you think yeah, it's yeah. it's more reliable than yes, and, and better service than than other. Yeah, I mean, other services. countries. I think for a long time, like I think a lot of it was private, right? And mm-hmm. so I, I think, mm-hmm. yeah, it it probably depends on the country. But I, I mean, I think you're right, Jason. I think that you know we have agreements with these countries. The USPS is super good at what they do. And they know how much it's going to cost once it gets on the ground there, and they just build that into your price structure, or hand it off to UPS or FedEx or whoever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the The question is, do they need permission from Congress every time they want to like uh, subcontract a parcel getting shipped to <laughs> Austria or something like that? <laughs> if they want to change the price because Austria raised their prices or something like that. Uh, yeah, no, no, you're right. Uh, <laughs> I was just I learned from Jill the other day. She lived in Costa Rica and she didn't have an address. The address was just directions from the post office <laughs> where something would get received. So like her parents would send her a piece of mail and it would say like second left uh, down the road half a mile, <laughs> hang a left. <laughs> wow, yeah, it's pretty cool. Awesome. So, I don't know. Yeah, I guess we got to Google. And also, yeah, yeah uh, shout out to my mom and dad. They can uh, write in with the answer. If they have okay. other uh, experience. I'm sure my dad uh, had delivered some packages from overseas at some point. While you're you're checking that out, I, it was reminded, Harper, while you're talking about their, the unprecedented uh, fantastic service that they, they give. And I think that's usually the case. But... I was reminded of a story uh, starting last year. Uh, the uh, the uh, uh, investigation started last year. It was about a postal service employee, a carrier uh, uh, from Virginia Beach, Virginia, and he was uh, quote too stressed to finish his job, so he rented a uh, storage unit and was just delivering his mail. <laughs> Couldn't make time, and he was felt pressured to yeah. complete his route. That's not worse than uh, the UPS guy who was uh, who got busted in like a ten-year FBI sting for uh, sh- shipping drugs. He was like a millionaire. Oh, it was like wow. him and like three drivers. But you can get anywhere apparently with a uniform and a UPS truck. Yeah, I guess that's true. I'm You're also, supposed to uh, be there. Uh, <laughs> I've seen a lot of these uh, uh, online now. You know, there's these like ring and these other uh, door doorbell cameras are, are becoming much more popular and you, you see a fair amount of these uh, deliveries of uh, expensive delicate things just being chucked onto the uh, onto the porch and you got video of it yep. but I'm, so, I'm sure most people don't do that but but it happens okay so we were kind of right so um you pay postage to the U.S. Postal Service, but uh, a part of that cost covers uh, postal labor and infrastructure in the United States. Another part takes care of the transportation to the foreign country, um, which the Postal Service regularly contracts uh, private carriers like FedEx or UPS or something like that. 
And then there's also a, a fee paid to the receiving country oh. postal service to get it to the final destination. And there is a universal postal union, which is based in Switzerland, uh, with 191 member countries that sort of figures out what these fees are supposed to be, hmm. typically based on like weight and distance or whatever. Yeah, Slate nailed this thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, ch- 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 the UPU was founded in 1874. Yeah. Wow. And old uh, postmarks, you could see like the postmark for every trip of the segment, basically. Oh wow! Oh, they so, stamp it every every yeah. one, mm-hmm. like a passport. Um, do, yeah. Do the um, the U.S. post office then, of course, are charging fees for the international mail coming in right. this direction? Exactly. Um, exactly. Yeah. Is there an imbalance on one side or the other? We probably don't know that. Uh, that I don't know. Yeah. The UPU uh, definitely can penalize members for late delivery. Mm. Um, like a spanking <laughs> yeah mm. the post is but was you have to be really bad you you get doctor dues uh if more than 86 percent of incoming letters <laughs> arrive late to their destination more than 86%. i like how it's 86 <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> Somebody they voted on eighty five and they're like, oh, I don't know. Uh, wait, wait. You said more than eighty six percent are late. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So this is like, all right, you need a fourteen percent to pass this test. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. It's one hell of a one hell of a bell curve there. The huh? curve, yeah, the curve is dirty on that one. The postage stamp was introduced in Britain in eighteen forty. Mm. Prior to that, it was uh, generally the receiver who paid for shipping. Huh. Hmm. Like a collect phone call? Yeah. yeah. COD. How bad do you want this letter? <clears throat> Cash on delivery. But before the UPU was found in 1874, the international mail system was little more than a complex network of bilateral treaties. Senders had to arrange privately for every leg. So to send a letter to a cousin in Russia, you might first have to find someone you knew in France who could forward it to someone he knew in Germany, and so forth. Hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's rough. Yeah, it seems a lot easier to get mail uh, back and forth now. Yeah, you- USPS is awesome, man. I'm saying. Yeah. Shout out. Uh, so sub on the Google. So the UPU has 191 member countries. Is yeah, that wanna, all of the countries in the world? Or I want to know more. I want to know who's like holding out. 218 or so? Yeah, okay. Okay. Somebody's holding out. <laughs> or they got kicked out because their delivery rate is so bad. Their There's lateness was over 86%. There's currently 195, and 193 of those are UN members. The Holy See and Palestine are observer states. By some definitions, there are 197. Hmm. Hmm. (laughs) God damn it. But (laughs) the United Nations recognizes 241 countries and territories. What? Of course. The United States officially recognizes fewer than 200. So, it could be whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, but we also create new territories like Nambia and. <laughs> 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 
good old Nambia. Uzbeki Bekistan, yeah. you know. And the United States. <laughs> that was a good one, Joey. Yeah. Yeah, very nice. Appreciate, appreciate your shout out to Catherine. Yeah, good work on that. Yeah, you guys pretty much nailed it. And I'm glad we learned about the the UPU. I did not know about that. Mm-hmm. Nor did I. Do they uh, do they just like if you just pay your dues, can you just join? Do you know? Well, as long as you're recognized by the United Nations, I would imagine. Yeah, uh, apparently, yeah, you, anybody can be recognized by them. There, there. You better get at least eighty-six percent of your letters <laughs> delivered on time. Now. They're gonna start docking your fees. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Who decides what on time is? <laughs> and like, when's the last time? Like, who's keeping time is just numbers? a construct. Exactly. Well, that's definitely true. But also, like, I, I've had stuff like just not. Who do I? I, I never, who do you complain to? The UPU. UP. <laughs> I feel like this is not a good system. Call up the globalists at the. What UN. do I know? I ordered something from Amazon. Supposed to be here February fourteenth. Latest, latest thing they said, April tenth. Mm. I got a shipping notice that it will be here later today, and then the next thing it said, you know what? It'll actually be here in April. <laughs> now <laughs> that is slightly off. And now we know why Catherine went to Nepal because that Valentine's Day diff- gift did not arrive on time. <laughs> <laughs> it had nothing to do with Valentine's Day, which makes it worse. Uh, Awkward <laughs> couple days in the Gufreda household. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not to... Uh, oh, baby, I swear, it's coming. It's supposed to come. Just... <laughs> I ordered it. Let me show you this notice. You <laughs> I love you in April. <laughs> <laughs> Who's who's uh, who's cutting that part out? No, oh, no, um, that's that's the title of the show, buddy. Oh. <laughs> I love you in April. Oh no! All right, well, it's uh, it's time we get out, it get going. Here Don't worry, she's get not getting trouble. through the first half of this. <laughs> <laughs> she did start listening to. Uh, she, she says she started listening to the Undegoogables. Nice. Uh, so she'll hear she'll hear that uh, quote in a Two couple years. years. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's right.